to the club because you're that kind of nerd. Welcome everybody to the club and that is that kind of nerd. Uh, the, the show where we talk about nerdy things and, and things that we're passionate about and we judge each other uh, because I deem it so. I am your host this week. I am uh, Brian, joined by CJ and Joshua. Say hello, gentlemen. What up? This is a warning. The subscriber cannot be found. Four, six, five. And being as the writers are still on strike, that's all you're going to get as far as an intro goes, because that part was pre-written. So, we were having a conversation uh, beforehand. CJ said, you know what, let's, let's, just, let's just record. Let's just record all this, so... We're gonna record all of it, um, CJ. Yeah, this is this is this is not my my proper topic, but this is something that we the three of us have been have been going on about for a while. I have a a private media server uh, that I use for a digital backup of all the media that we own, right? So this way, I I don't have to rip the DVDs, right? Because who has an optical drive nowadays? Am I right? Am I right? Uh, okay. Uh, as we know, Brian has his own blockbuster in his basement. I do have uh, a ton. Which does have a massive collection. And, you know, we want to join forces to digitize that entire endeavor, even though Brian is a huge fan of physical media. Uh, and and <laughs> what happened? My son bit me. <laughs> <laughs> Max would bit my finger. I was holding his hand and then he fucking bit me hard. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and now he wants more. He's reaching for me to get more. He's tasted yeah, human, taste yeah. human flesh. He's human flesh. Oh, my gosh. lost that right. fight. <laughs> okay, continue. I forget where it was. We're trying to amass this as, as one blob of, of collected media. And, and the reason is, for, for a reason Josh brought up just a, a moment ago off air, which was you were trying to watch a movie that you cannot find on any Can't. service. Cannot be found anywhere. And the only way to find it is to is to to rent it, right? So you don't get to own the media. You rent it. And it's a Tim Burton movie, and we all know how Josh feels about giving Tim Burton any money more than he mm. has to. No money. Right? So since Brian and I already own this movie uh, physically, we can just put it on the digital medium. But it's the anticipation of Josh that is half of this endeavor, right? <laughs> it's half of this endeavor. This started off as me with external drives on a Raspberry Pi, right? Just saying, I'll get a couple movies. This will be this will maybe maybe I'll end up with you know fifty movies. That that will be fun, right? It has ended with me buying a Synology with sixteen or seventeen terabytes worth of space inside of it. And amassing a movie collection. Now, most of this is because of Josh, right? Josh, you have been very great at making sure that I have grown this movie collection to, to be its proper, uh, its proper weight. Does anybody want to venture a guess as to how many movies now are on this thing? Uh, I'm going to say 375. Ryan? I'll bid $1, Bob. $1, Bob. 565 movies. That's pretty good. How are going on this? TV shows, 29... How many movies were there? 565. 565. Okay, and growing. There, there are uh, 29 shows with 161 seasons and 2,902 episodes. This is, this is getting, shows? This is getting, this is getting big. And, and to the sense of now, we do want to anticipate Josh's needs. So if, if anyone can develop the computing technology that when Josh thinks it, it starts going, the, the, the better, right? Josh just thinks of a movie. Yes. Next thing I know, I'm getting hit with, hey, 
we're finding the, the 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 digital copy of this. Can you get the digital copy of this, please? And just automating this process. So, CJ, I'm going to award you 565 points, one for each movie that you have backed up so far. Sure. I am subtracting 562 of those points for stealing my joke that I told before off air. That's so, Sounds better. So, moving right along. Is that all you have to say on the topic that you so rudely interrupted my introduction for? The, the, one of the reasons I, I do want to talk about this, though, is when, when the digital streaming services were all promised to us, the promise was, hey, get one and it'll have basically everything you want, right? And now we've fractured it so much that uh, to, to this point, again, we, we can't get some movies that we do like. You have to hunt all over the place for it. And then sometimes the places where they should be, they aren't, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm trying to find a show that was from FX, right? Where should an FX show be? On well, you certainly couldn't say where it wasn't. Go ahead, Pinocchio. You want, you want to finish, finish the rest of that? I have no idea what's no, happening. No, okay. Really? Um, the you missile would find knows it. where it is because it knows where it isn't. Is, is it, I don't know where else we're going. He's quoting Shrek. Oh, right. it's been a long time. Shrek two or three. Um, CJ, to answer your question, you would find it on Hulu. You're yeah, no, no, you, nope, not this one, not happening. Nope, right. So can't find it anywhere. So you know, I, I, I'm glad we kind of are talking about this because between it's not even that it, it's 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 um, now that studios own their own own the means of distribution with right. the streaming service, they also are able to a release it and not release it as a whim on a, yeah, on a whim, be right? gatekeepers, be, gatekeepers be, to fun and joy, right. right? Gatekeep the content. And, and we were, we were you like us in this room, probably children uh, who grew up primarily in the eighties and nineties were very familiar with this concept because of the Disney vault, right? Correct. Right, you know, right. everyone like, Oh, it's the 10th anniversary of beauty and the beast. It's, you know, 20th anniversary, or hey, the sequel's coming out. We're going to release the Diamond Edition. <laughs> We're going to trot out the big, thick, white VHS case and charge you $40. You bet. And, and, and that was such a, a micro issue, right? Like, we were all fine with it, and it's Disney, right? It was like, one studio it, doing it. It's one, it was one studio, and not even with all of their films. It was one studio with their major films, let's face right. it. Their animated stuff, right? And, you know, we, we would get it. And, but we knew, oh, hey, this is coming out of the vault. We knew, hey, buy this now before it goes back on what, what we would call moratorium, right? But now with the dawn of streaming, it's every production company. It's every streaming platform. We are adding things and removing things instead of, to, to CJ's point, what we were promised. I was never promised, and I listened to two film critics who botched this up all the time. Disney Plus, when it was rolling out, never promised everything Disney all in one place. They 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 promised this is where you're going to come for your Disney content, and they started off with a lot of content, right? But the promise <laughs> was we're going to add to it, yes, not take away. We're going to add. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. About the licensing agreements, I know. <laughs> so what? Sorry. So the promise was we were we we're going to continue to add to the library, add to the library, and then eventually you're going to have pretty much everything, for example, that Disney wants you to see. They're never going to let you see everything. Song of the South will never be on Disney+. Plus, But a, a majority of the things that you want to see will be on there. And now, especially with the fact that we got the writers and the actors are on strike... The streaming services are hemorrhaging money. Studios are being bought out because they're in a lot of trouble and we're trying to do tax cuts. Now they're just removing content. And it's not like a moratorium. 
they're removing content forever. Yeah. So that they can get the tax write-off. And this is where I, I have a huge problem. There's there's content that they're removing that or, or or movies or shows that like I had always planned on watching or wanted to rewatch or or make a part of my rotation and they're removing it forever. Well, when you say forever, it sounds I mean like forever. you're it sounds like you're being very final about it. I am. And they are too because in order for them to get the tax write off, they can never release it again. They can't release it in digital, they can't release it on streaming, they can't release it uh physical copies of it. If they want the money for that tax write off, you will never see it again. And this is the this is one of the things. Uh, remember when I messaged you all about? Oh man, I want. I, yeah, I'm like, oh man, I wanted to finish Westworld. I eventually was going to go around right. and finish watching Westworld. Gone and gone forever. Right. They're not bringing it back. Like whatever Blu-rays and DVDs are floating around out there that they've already made. That's it. So if you wanted to watch that, you better go scaff up those movies now. And that's and and this is the big problem. That was my dream. Yep. The, with the turn that streaming has made. Streaming was an, um, an amazing, amazing advent that, hey, you can do everything right from the comfort of your own home. But now, now you're at the behest of the studios. And that's the big problem. I, does this mean physical media is going to make a huge comeback? I don't, I don't think It's so. digital content. It's cloud stored. They, they what on earth? They own it. This is the Disney. So Disney released a movie. On Disney Plus, I don't remember what it was about some space astronaut. I, 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 I have no interest in the movie whatsoever. However, they removed the movie off of streaming within a month. And they're like, and it's done. It's over. It's gone forever. And we're taking the tax right off. You can actually purchase a movie for $15, $20, what have you. You don't own mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They still do. And if they decide, and they're, al- they're already doing this, if they decide we're going to remove this permanently and get the tax right off, you no longer have that film. Oh, that's and a problem. It's a huge problem, and this is why this is this is why I've always been. So these things that I'm seeing that are that are last chance to watch that really it, it is really last chance to watch. Like that's there. There are some that are for real last chance to watch, and some that are artificial last chance to watch. It's last chance to watch on this platform, right? But they're not going to say last chance to watch on this platform. But there are things that are legitimately being disappeared from the media services. And they are gone. They are done forever. There are people who have purchased movies and purchased shows, and then a licensing agreement falls through, and now Amazon's saying, hey, you no longer have access to that. You're like, I paid $50 for that. They're like, yeah, well, I hope you got to watch or it during worse, that time. Or even they'll just take it off. You won't even see it in your library anymore, and they won't yeah, well, you No, you don't see it in your library. You just get an email saying, hey, let you know this thing's been removed, and I know you paid for it, but too bad, <clears throat> right? In Soviet Russia, cloud streams you. Yes. Maybe your manager in Beck has I'm, Blu-ray I'm, disc for you. Seriously, this is, I, I mean. It's getting weird. And, and, and l- listen, I, we haven't talked much about the strikes. We haven't talked much about this stuff. But what, what I will say is, like, not every streaming service is going to survive. A lot of, con- a lot of movies and television shows are going to be gone forever. And, you know, I, once this all shakes out, it's going to be very interesting to see what's left standing. But streaming, you know, it, it, it's great, but these studios are losing money hand over fist over on it. And now they have uh, the balls to sit there and say, we don't need the writers and actors anymore. And, and they're just really 
really shooting themselves in the foot. So, I, I mean, here's the thing, CJ. What what I view that you're doing in terms of backing up a lot of our, you know, existing physical media, what have you. It, you're 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 curating things for posterity. You're it, you're almost like Indiana Jones if you're doing that, right? Like you're you're keeping these. This things. does belong in a museum, but it's staying in because my private frankly, collection. <laughs> like, because quite frankly, unless you drive down to my house and pick up my copy of the Corpse Bride. If for one reason or another, Max decides to remove that forever from their rotating life, they won't. It's Tim Burton. But if, if that were one of the ones, it's gone forever. And you would never see it unless you had a physical copy. No joke. For a moment there, I really thought you meant your son was going to destroy your DVD. And that's what he meant by Max taking it out of circulation. Uh, Max, Max could take uh, I, I don't Just let him crawl around. snap a Blu-ray in half see. and then it's done. That was the last copy of Corpse Bride. No! This whole, this whole industry needs... A, a project mayhem. I'm serious. This it's town weird. needs an enema. Is what it they really need needs. To, no, no, no. I, I hope whatever uh, you know, they they blow up the three main buildings that are holding all of this information. Right. Seriously. I. There, there are. His name was Robert Paulson. In death, a member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name is Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. The amount of movies that are sitting. In a storage container somewhere. Oh yeah, on the lot, right? All right, and, yeah. and, like, and, and like the newest but, ones and the most public one was Batgirl. <laughs> but you, there are hundreds of projects you never see the light of day. They film them, they make them, and then they just didn't they don't Matt do anything Smith with them. and didn't Ryan Gosling direct a movie with Matt Smith, and Possibly. that's never seen the light of day because that's why Matt Smith shaved his head, right? And he had to wear a wig in the and when he was in the finale of Doctor Who. It's just messed up. So, yes, if anyone can figure out the psychic link between uh, Josh and my movie collection database, uh, please let me know how, how we can make that. So but this thing is getting it's getting out of hand. It's getting yes, we, we will. We will see how it all shakes out. And it seems like Josh is getting depressed by the topic. So angry, angry. Actually, I'm, I'm just I'm trying to think of ways that I can find out. What titles of these have I, been? Yeah, I mean, I would just pay removed go- and then decide which one, like which of those I believe is a travesty to withhold from the public, and then I will try to distribute it freely. <laughs> I, I've started keep, keeping very close eye on those lists that come out every month. Of here's everything that's leaving Netflix. Here's everything yeah. that's leaving Max. Here's everything that's leaving Disney. Just because, like, if I see something that's on there, I'm like, I got to find a way to obtain this. I can't believe, like, I can't believe the gatekeeping of content is okay. Like, I don't understand how it's okay. Well, I, you know, this, this among a gajillion other things is, is why the industry is on strike right now. Yes. Well, um, this industry needs a Napster. So, yeah, it, to it be fair, this industry does. had a Napster and that hasn't gone away. It's That's still very, very much alive. But it, it's going to be, it's going to become much more prolific. It, it was Good. very. Well, very prolific when we were in college. Listen, then died it, down and pirated movies yeah, went went way up the second the internet came in, right? Yeah, and, and was available, and then it's it started to decline when you know blockbusters and and the, and Netflix mailing DVDs be just it became easier to find that stuff and and get it if you wanted to watch it. It would only take you a day or two. You would get it right. And then uh, streaming services came on, and it basically went away, away for a very long time. Not, I mean, not away, away, but I mean, like it was. You were not getting fifteen-year-old kids learning how to torrent things, right? Because it was on Netflix, right? Everything was on Netflix because Netflix had it all. 
And then it became gatekeeping and, and really hard to keep track of. And then it came, it's coming back now because now it's just like, listen, the amount of money I'm paying for five subscription services to watch this old house. I'm just going to find this old house somewhere, right? Like, I'm just going to, it's going to fall off a truck. So why are you watching it. this old house is the better question. Uh, I need to learn how to take care of this old house. Anyway, I, I, I think, I, I think that's enough uh, for, for current events. Is there any other small talk? Any, any nerdy life? Uh, yeah, Brian, you were right. Flash was terrible. Flash was awful. Uh, <laughs> Flash was a piece of shit. Uh, the CGI was uh, crap. Yeah. Flash was bad. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet. I mean that, uh, Josh. Hang on. Here's the telltale. Have you not finished it because of time, or have you fallen asleep three mm. times while trying to? Watch I have it? no. I haven't fallen asleep. I but I do. I do get bored, and I decide to do something else. I decide Camelot is a silly place, and I don't go there. Well, that's very telling of the movie, though. That like it can't because yeah. Oh, for sure, it doesn't captivate your attention. No, we're talking about a man who could probably sit there and watch an entire season of The Wire, no problem, or Sopranos, or something. I right? can watch an entire season of the show alone. Exactly. Like, I don't. And, and, and I could do Peach for hours. Listen, I, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to beat the dead horse that is Flash is not good because it's a very dead horse and it's already on digital. This this is reason. one of those things where we're talking about their right their their tax write offs. You should have taken the the tax write off on the this, Flash and this gave is me Batgirl. You should have gotten taken the hit for and everything because it's lost two hundred million dollars, right? This like it's it's in the red months and months and months ago before this movie even released. Yeah. I don't know why we're oh. out of everything that we're cutting. Why are we cutting? Why are we not cutting this film? Given the bad press, the bad publicity, the Ezra Miller of it all, like no one just wanted the bad this CGI film. of it. Oh no! Like no one even knew about the CGI, but no one wanted this film, and the box office proves it. No one wanted to see it, you know. So it's it, it is a shame because Flash is my favorite character, and I have huge problems with the movie. But we're not going to dive into that today. Maybe another no, episode you. if y'all want to hear it. You let us know, but not today. Today. We go back to our normal format. Our format of y'all have topics. Both of you brought things to share. I shall award points based on how the conversation goes and how I'm feeling at any moment of the day. So, Josh, plus three points for feeling your outrage. I felt it through the screen here. But moving on, who wants to go first with their topic? This is, uh, it should be no surprise to anyone that I've been angered by a list. I have, uh, and and here, here the problem. The problem now is that my lady wife loves angry when I get pissed off about lists. She, it's like her favorite fucking thing. So she's trying to find lists. Um, not like, and and you know what? She's like, she's like, I'm not looking for ridiculous, stupid stuff. Like I want to see things that he's really going to be pissed off about. Right. You know what? Plus a thousand points to Laura for providing yeah. us this gem and continuing to find lists to uh, right. stoke the fires that is your willful rage or your so justful rage. I don't know. What the she, found, uh, she found she found a list by Owen Glaberman at Variety, um, who I have uh, just done a little bit more research and have discovered that he's bad at making all the lists that he makes. <laughs> oh, it's not just it's one. Not, it's not just this This is one. a pattern he's, of behavior. He has participated in other dog shit lists. Um, this one is Christopher Nolan's films ranked from worst to best. Now, Christopher Nolan has only made so many films, right? Much like, you know, Quentin Tarantino has only made so many films. Right. Uh, 
so this is all of Christopher Nolan's films, ranked worst to best, and I can tell you... Is it including, including Oppenheimer? It yes. includes Oppenheimer. Okay. I haven't right? seen so like, I'm just curious. Like the list that we read or that we went over a few weeks back where Dead Reckoning Part 1 was like number one on the list and had been released yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Horse shit. Um, Did you see Oppenheimer? Not yet. Okay. Because it's a week old. <laughs> uh, Oppenheimer is number three on this list of Christopher Nolan movies that are beloved by many. Um, we put Oppenheimer at number three when most of the world has not seen it and we don't know what it is. And I can tell you that it's not, it's not a lock, right? It's not a lock that Christopher Nolan makes a movie and it is, it is amazing and an instant classic. And I can, I can tell you that firsthand because I have not seen Dunkirk. I have not seen it. I have tried to watch it (laughs) and I get bored every time. And I shut it off in favor of something more entertaining because it's not not very good. But it is, but it is number four on this yeah, asshole, which list. is wrong. Yep. Right. So I'm just going to quickly do do the do the rundown of these. Uh, is it eleven? Is it eleven films? Uh, I believe so. Great. Uh, in in last place, a uh, movie that I never heard of called Following. It was his first film, 1998. It's in last place. I don't care. It's um, his first movie ever. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I will also say that this guy, uh, he, you know how sometimes when Brian decides he doesn't like something, uh, he makes it about things that it's not about, right? Like he makes it about. I never said I didn't like Hamilton. I said I didn't like. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not talking about Hamilton. I'm not talking about Hamilton. Sometimes you're like, this is better than that, and and you're and and I say why? Why is that? No, I mean, why is this better than that? Because it was the first one to do it. But that doesn't mean it's better. Yes, it does. It was never done before this film, and that makes this a greater film. No, it doesn't. It just makes it earlier in the timeline. Now. This Josh, guy plus three points for emulating a discussion between you and me perfectly. <laughs> this guy uh, does a lot of this uh, throughout this, and and that's uh, that's how he justifies his his bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, second to last tenant, I don't care. Fine, put it there. Uh, whatever. Um, all right, at number nine, he has Interstellar. I don't even understand why that's there. Uh, that's ridiculous. Then the Dark Knight Rises. And here's where things have gone off the rails, because ahead of Dark Knight Rises, he has Insomnia. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, Insomnia is not bad, but it is incredibly, incredibly like Christopher Nolan should not direct Al Pacino. He should not. He should never again direct Al Pacino. That I mean, I've not, I don't. I'm not sure I've seen a worse performance from Al Pacino. Wow. That includes that includes that includes the movie he the Adam Sandler movie. Uh, the, oh, Jack and yeah. Bill. That includes Oof. that. Ouch. This was this was worse. Than, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pacino's performance in this was worse than his performance in Jack and Jill. Um, okay. Inception. Now we have Inception, which is dead in the middle of the list. Right in the middle. Yeah, that's unacceptable. 
That's unacceptable. Inception is one of his greatest movies. Inception is amazing. I mean, it is objectively amazing. Yes. Okay. Batman Begins is ahead of Inception. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess some people would say that. Then you have The Prestige. Now you have Dunkirk. Then you have Oppenheimer. Memento at two. And of course, The Dark Knight at number one. Now, here's my outrage is that I believe The Dark Knight and Inception are 1A, 1B. And I, I like, I don't really think, mm-hmm. I, I don't think anybody could say, like, you, you can't possibly argue against The Dark Knight. It's the possibly, quite possibly, the the great one of the greatest villains ever written portrayed in one of the the greatest ways ever made on film yes um uh, unbelievable a uh, 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 a blood pressure razor from start to finish it was an insane insane experience in the theater um inception was no different i mean really inception was uh, I mean, your heart was. Tell me, your heart wasn't pounding watching that. You and you know it's in slow motion, and your heart's pounding. Inception <laughs> was one of those films that did what it told, did what it did so well that like I did additional reading after seeing yes, the film. Right. Yes, right. Yes, like I researched lucid yeah. dreaming and dream theory and stuff like that. And there's very few movies that do that for me. Um, my feeling is like explain, you know, tell me what I need to know in the movie, and then that, that's it. Like I don't feel the need to go do anything extra. This movie, that movie, did that for me. And, it's the cerebral heist. You're just like I right. watched a heist movie, but also I kind of want to read now. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's not and, that's how like, it works. And, and the performances are absolutely top notch. The the uh, visual effects, practical and CGI, are amazing. Um, it's peak Nolan, and it's it's the most imaginative I think he's ever been. Nolan tends to be very grounded in in most of his films, um, and I haven't seen Tenet yet. I've never seen Tenet, but I know that's a little wonky too. But I also know Tenet was not very well received, and I think it wasn't. It was. I, I think he was trying to kind I of recapture that Inception magic, and it course, just didn't work. Yeah. But of this, course. this, and this was it. This was just the right amount so, of creativity, just the right story, right act. Like it is an amazing film. I am going to, for everyone's benefit, so that no one else has to read this guy. I'm going to go ahead and, and read from his description of why Inception is in the middle here. Okay, so he says he's seen Inception three times, and each time I've gawked, mesmerized at any number of sequences, like the streets of Paris literally folding in on themselves. Yet I persist in feeling that the impact of that moment, along with too many others, has no real meaning within the interior scheme of the movie. I persist in feeling that if Inception lived up to its premise, Leonardo DiCaprio's Dom Cobb and his team enter other people's dreams at different levels of dreaming, it might be one of the greatest films ever made, but that it doesn't live up to the premise, not really, Because what we're watching fuses the hypnotic and the arbitrary, leaving me at least with a WTF, I kind of get it, but not really feeling. A few of the questions I've always had. Get ready for this fucking shit. Before you read that, before you read the questions. Did Chad GPT write that? And then he like polished it up? No, what I'm understanding is that you didn't understand the film. That's right. Right. That, that's so it's, so it makes it a bad film. Right. That's right. That's right. So. And here's and I think I think Laura described I think Laura told you guys I was reading a list and screaming and here's why. 
A few of the questions I've always had. How does what's happening in one dream level influence the next? That's explained very clearly. In the movie. In the movie. Uh, uh, several times, actually. Like, they introduce you to it, right. and then they go further. Right? Okay, great. Since different people are occupying the same dream, which of them is determining at any given moment what happens? That's that is cool. explained in the first scene of the movie that's like the whole crux of the movie is why it's a heist holy shit right the architect and that you know that right we're not in your dream we're in my dream right the come on yeah okay 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 and then and then again further explained with Cobb and ariadne on the streets right okay great so we can all agree that that was great uh okay uh and why does everything on every level look like it all came out of the same lofty, balletic action movie? First of all, I don't think any of these levels even remotely appear identical. I think that if you're paying attention, I think that these crazy action sequences, especially when it comes to uh, when the when the dream starts to break down, becomes more intense the deeper down you go. Right. And if you're paying any attention, you would notice that it grows exponentially in intensity. Right. But I'm not paying any attention because I'm just looking at a screen that isn't really giving me any information, apparently. This guy's fucking clown shoes. Now, here's here's the rest of it, right? In my opinion, 1A, 1B, The Dark Knight, and Inception, uh, honestly... I don't have the prestige very far behind. Yeah, me too. I, I looked at that no, list and I'm right, like, great. the prestige is way higher than where it is right now. It is just, it is, it is just ridiculous. Like above like for, Memento. Absolutely above Memento. And look, I, Memento is good. Great movie. It's, yep. it, it really is. It really is a good movie. But I did not like Memento. More than I liked Batman Begins or Interstellar, for that matter. And I can't stand Matthew McConaughey, and I love Interstellar. If you read, and CJ, I mean, you already have the link to this article, but if you read this article, you should, I mean, just read what this guy has to say about these movies. And it's like, I'm not even sure you think you're watching a movie. Why are you criticizing all of these things? Like, you're criticizing Christopher Nolan's intentions. You're criticizing things that are explained. So I, your, your credibility is completely out, out the window for me. Like some of the things just in that blurb that you you read about Inception, to your point, verbatim explained in the film multiple times in the film. Yeah. I don't, I don't value your opinion as a critic if you can't pick up on those three essential things. Right. Listen, Inception is not the most straightforward film. Nope. It's, it's not. It's not meant to be. You're no. meant to, it's very cerebral. You're meant to think about it. But if you don't understand those three basic principles, which are explained in the first act of the film multiple times, and not just visually told, it's verbatim They walk you through it. They walk you through it because they know, hey, the next two acts are going to be a real fucking... It's the linchpin of the entire movie. I hope you get it because we're going to take a lot of time to explain it. With you actually even having a job where you rank this shit. I don't trust you. What's this guy's name? Owen Gleiberman. Clown shoes put, Gleiberman. Clown shoes Gleiberman. To put to put a bow on this whole thing and to never have to revisit this topic or 
what I'm about to just very quickly cover um, is is this. This guy in his Quentin Tarantino list has Kill Bill 1 and 2 separate. I, I, and I, I do I mean, mean, nope, nope. It's one movie. I, it no, is one movie. I understand, but it wasn't released as that. So no, no, I, I get it. I, spec aspect. You I, do need okay, to separate them. but but is could you say that one is number nine on the list and the other is number four? No, probably not. No, right? Hell, which no. one okay. is number four? My, my is my next question. One two. or two? Maybe that's two. Volume one is number four. Okay, um, but that doesn't matter. Here's the thing. Here, here is the. Let me give every everyone listening a very very clear. Uh, uh, list of of the ten movies that uh, Quentin Tarantino has made. At number ten, uh, you have Death Proof, which is not a bad movie. It's just number ten because that's what it is, right? Okay. And uh, at number nine, you have Jackie Brown. Uh, at number eight, you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then everything else is tied for number one. <laughs> that's it there's your quentin tarantino your list tarantino ranking yes uh you have you have you have one a through g <laughs> okay well i mean you could say the same thing about christopher nolan as well right yes like, you like, absolutely you, yeah you, not i mean no not to attend not to the tarantino not degree to the tarantino but I, effect but we, yeah. we, we we picked two filmmakers and this guy picked two filmmakers to write about Whose worst movie is still good? It's worst still, movie better than better than the trash that most people trot out into Hollywood on a daily basis. Yes. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, so there's your your there's your definitive Tarantino list. Nobody ever has to debate that ever again. It's done until he makes a new one, and then we can decide if it's tied for number one or if it goes somewhere. <laughs> else when when you see Oppenheimer, Josh, when when you do see Oppenheimer, I am curious as to where you will put it in this list. I do agree that this guy's uh, uh, clown shoes, McGee McGallahan here, has the rose colored glasses of it's new, therefore it's good. And let's Ridiculous. let's face it, I fall into that also, right, a lot. But you know what so I don't. Christian, he's fifteen. Yeah, but you know what I don't do? I don't make <laughs> lists. I don't make definitive statements saying get, this is the more best. You don't get paid. Right, right. This. And, 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 and thing, I'm right? aware of it. I'm like Oppenheimer was great, right? And the, if you ask me right after we get out of the theater, I'm like fucking like Inceptions better watch out. Then the next day, I'm just like, okay, Oppenheimer was very good, but like. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. Inception's yes. really fucking good. The yeah, like, is a great I, I'm movie. sorry. I'm like, I, yeah. I I would just I just come out of Oppenheimer postcoital bliss, <laughs> and, and I was well, it's definitely. I did have that post nut clarity kind of thing. That's I was, right. I was definitely lagging right. behind on it. Right. Oppenheimer very good, but oof. anywho. Um. So Josh, I gave you three points for your rage over the the studios and streaming. I gave you another three points for feeling your rage over this Christopher Nolan list, but I'm going to give you five more points for your definitive Quentin Tarantino list. I think that is absolutely the only way to rank Tarantino. Uh, CJ, you talk some, plus two points. <laughs> All right, and with that, I guess I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump into my topic. Um, so I do. I also have a list, but I want to. I want to frame it in a different way because it's not a list of how dare you. This is a, a, and it's not ranking. It's not even ranking. It is legit just a list. And it is the 22 movie blockbusters nobody remembers. Ooh. And this is from the AV Club by Ian Spelling. Um, and what jumped out about, about this list uh, to me, 
I believe last time we talked, we talked about SWAT. And we talked about how much Josh and I love the movie SWAT. Yep. Um, that's on this list. And, and, and I'm curious. Here's the list. Um, and another movie that I have been very vocal about on, on here, Tron Legacy, is on here. Uh, I swear, no one goes to bat for Tron Legacy more than Brian Thornton. Maybe the, the, the actor's mom. Maybe it's the only other person who goes to bat. No, I love Tron Legacy. I know you're amazing in that film. He will. Brian finds a way to make sure people realize don't sleep on this fucking movie because it is an amazing. It's a good movie. It's a great movie. No, no, no. It's an amazing film. Yes, it is. uh, You're gonna make me go on my rant again, and I'm not gonna go. There's no need to rant. It's fine. But but it is one of those films that where I said um, Inception made me do additional reading. Tron Legacy made me do additional um, film research and the history of, of this, these concepts in film. And the first Tron, which I had seen at that time when I was like 13, and because I was 13 said, oh, this is dumb. It's an amazing film. They're an amazing duo of films. And like, I'm sad that we're rebooting it, but I'm happy that we're rebooting it. And then I'm sad that Jared Leto's in it. So... I have very conflicting feelings, but I want you guys to look at this list and, and obviously we can comment on a lot of these films, whether or not we like them. Do they deserve to be some of them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and the way I view this list is I view this as like, it is, it is an eclectic list. It's a very Uh, eclectic list, but like, you know, what's funny? Like some of these I'm absolutely, I'm 100% like, Oh yeah. Oz the great and powerful is a film. Mm -hmm. And it was a pretty big deal. I remember liking that. It was it was it was okay. I I own it, and I don't think I've seen it since I purchased it initially. <laughs> but more importantly, I think I think we're talking about the hype, right? Like these were films that were huge when they were coming out. For example, going back to Oz, right? Like this was Sam Raimi's first film after Spider-Man Three came out. Like this was like a huge deal. And it was going to be all about, you know, Wizard of Oz. And so uh, another huge IP that everybody loves. But, like, just, you know, take a look at the list and see if there's anything that you disagree with or anything that you're just like, oh, my God, this film is actually really great. I've already talked about SWAT. I've already talked about Tron Legacy ad nauseum. Uh, But anything else that you want to go to bat for? So I think, listen, I think that there's some some movies I would add to the list – Probably based on what I remember of them when they came out, like um, late '80s, early '90s. Look who's talking was huge, yeah. huge, huge, huge. That had like three movies to it, didn't it? Yep. Sister Act was huge. Yep. Thousand um, percent. And uh, like I want to say, um, probably uh, a League of Their Own should be on this list, and it's not, and that's a that's a sin. Um, uh, like other than that. Um, I, I'm not, I don't know if, if anybody really remembers how much weight an Eddie Murphy movie had. Yeah. Um, you can put almost any, Eddie I mean, even, Murphy even movie. what was it? Tw- 12 words or what was the, the, the movie where he couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, that yeah. was a, that was, that was a thousand words. I thought it was a thousand words, whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, it was one of those things words. of like, this is, this is going to be crazy y'all. And then it's just like, Oh, but that's the, th- but like any but Eddie Murphy it. movie and some, some were amazing, right? Beverly Hills cop. Amazing. I, now, again, I think those are classics, but do people who are talking about, uh, 
wild hogs even remember those movies exist. Right. And, and, but, and that's the point of this, of this whole thing, right? And that's the thing. Like, wild hogs, uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I don't remember them at all. And, like, I remember them being a big deal. Um, but, like, I, I, it, it's not, those are movies I would never, like, go to bat for and be like, oh, this is actually really good. Where the Millers is something that I would go to bat for and be like, I actually remember really enjoying this film when I saw it. Um, go ahead. This, this is a very tough list because there, there are some movies on there that are legitimately very good, right? And I can't believe people kind of just let them fizzle. We're the Millers is a, is a good example of that, right? But then also it's like Dinosaur from Pixar, which was the hype was real and everyone went to go see it and we were all let down, right? And it just, Slumdog and it Millionaire won, right? won an Oscar, right? right? And then, yeah, the hype, I, no one forgot it. It won a goddamn Oscar. Like, right. it's... It's good. What Women Want is a good example of that movie. Of that was a big hype movie, but it's the Melly Gibson thing. Like it, 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 it was. He was done with his. He was done on his ride of the romantic comedy slide. Like that was his last one. So like the other one that sticks out to me on this list is the Roland Emmerich's Godzilla. Like you remember, like the huge hype around that. It was not a good film. Watch that movie again. It's not good. As a, as a kid in 1998, that was a, as a good kid in movie. 1998, and yeah, it was everywhere in marketing and and we've talked about everywhere taco bell dog like was shilling for godzilla like everywhere and and this this comes to a conversation you and i have had brian offline which is sometimes movie studios will hype the shit out of a movie and put it everywhere in commercials on soda can boxes i mean they'll put it anywhere that a movie can be put and it's just to get people to go in the seats. And unfortunately, a lot of this is like that. Clash of Titans is one of those. Alice in Wonderland is a shit movie. It was awful, right? I San Andreas, that, okay. shitty movie, right? Like, there's a lot of shitty movies on this list right. that that are, are, are just, yeah. And of course, they raked in a lot of money. They were marketed to high heaven. And then, of course, they fell off. Right. And, well, <laughs> and, and, and dovetailing <laughs> into that conversation, right, a lot of times... It's one of these things where, like, why, why is the Mad Hatter on a can of Dr Pepper? Like that doesn't <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make and, and like it's it's the marketing push of this doesn't make sense. One of these things is not like the other, right? I understand you do a superhero film, you do a fruit snack, you do cereal, like that makes sense. But like, I don't need Iron Man selling me Rocket Mortgage, right? Like that doesn't make any sense. And so like when. My my summation is, with a few exceptions, if you see a studio doing that and you're like, why do why what does this film have to do with this product that you're shilling? Nine times out of ten, it's because we know we have a trash heap on our hands. We're trying to get people in the theater for that first weekend and make as much money as we possibly can before it fizzles out. And to your point, a lot of these films are that way. San Andreas was definitely that like 2012. Remember how highly hyped 2012 was? Um You'll find a lot of disaster movies this way. Day After Tomorrow was the same way, you know? I, I can think of one franchise that, that should go on this list of it was hyped, hyped, hype, and then everyone forgot about it. And that's all the Fantastic Beast movies, right? Sure. Like, all of those were, holy Terrible. fuck, new Terrible. Harry Potter motherfuckers! And then you came out like, oh, this is dog shit, right? Yeah. And, and and we've all forgotten about it or tried to forget about it. In- on the flip side of that and in the SWAT vein, I have to. I have to. I'm contractually obligated to put A-Team 
on it. Oh, that's another film, right? Like people forgot about it. I love it. It is so good. It's so good. And the cast is so good. I will also add in that same vein, because it's a very similar movie. I'll add the losers to that. You got to add the losers. Like losers. Amazing. Again, another film, like even when you talk about, oh, best comic book films, you don't ever talk, but it is one, in my opinion, it's one of the best comic book films and adaptations. It's the most fun. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is a national treasure in my mind. He does not get enough work. (laughs) And yeah, I know. And Idris Elba, who before anybody really knew who Idris Elba was, like such a great movie. So good. So good. I thought of two more movies to add to the list, and, and they're both Tom Cruise movies. The first one is Night and Day with him and Cameron Diaz. I do like Night and Day. That, that movie. Yeah, you have to. Guilty pleasure film. It made. No, that movie. Because he's made, so he's so ridiculous throughout, through the whole movie. Through the whole movie. And that movie made. No, that movie made its money. Right. Like that one. But then no one talks about Night and Day when you talk Tom Cruise anymore. The second one for Tom Cruise is Collateral. Which again. Oh, was, love Collateral. everywhere. Fox. Yeah. He's always Saldana. Fox. Yeah. Which uh, they're 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 doing a new movie, which made me re- reminded me of Collateral, but to to the extreme. It's coming out soon. Uh, it's with Nicolas Cage and uh, Joel Kinnaman, I think his name is Rick Flag. Um, it's called Sympathy for the Devil. Oh yes, and I saw Nick, it Nick Cage is the devil. And he takes a cab ride in Joel's car, and and insanity ensues. It reminded me a lot of Collateral I with think the way they pitched it. The one other thing that I, I'll put it, and 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 this may be a stretch. Right, because I think this movie got its due respect, but I don't think anyone talks about it anymore. And it's the whole Pitch Black trilogy. I, I think that I movie hate the Riddick trilogy. I I know you do. They're but the Riddick awful tri- films. It, they're they're awful films. It is Vin Diesel's pet Josh, project I, that he I keeps trying one? to keep alive. Um, I, look, they're they're bad, but I I, I do like right. them. I'm, a, um, I'm alone in this one. It's fine. So the the thing I'll say about Collateral is the fan theory that. Tom Cruise's character is Vincent from The Color of Money. Oh, that's fun. I didn't, I've never heard that. Theory. Wait, really? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's obviously it's just, oh, it's a, it's a coincidence. Yeah, yeah, it's just the same, it's the same name, but you're, you know, you're like, you know, it could, could it be? Could we it don't be? know. I, mean, maybe um, I don't know. So here's the deal. That's here's funny. the deal, team. Um, so, and, and I'll say this final thing on CJ's comment and then, and then we'll, we'll move on to the next topic. Um, Riddick is a great character. Very good idea for a character. Terrible set of movies. Um, that's all I have to say. Now, Joshua, yeah. for your contributions, bringing up Eddie Murphy, bringing up uh, the AT most importantly, I am, go- I am going to award you 10 points. Um, CJ, um, for, your take, for your take on Riddick, I'm going to give you 7 points. You know, you, you held steadfast, and I've been known to root for the underdog myself. But in the meantime, I'm going to segue my host closing duties to CJ as I put our little guest to bed. <laughs> um, so CJ, Bye, Max. CJ, I'm going to need you to take it out. Uh, even though you have most certainly lost this episode, you uh, win the rights to end this episode. No, uh, uh, we can certainly talk about uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion uh, the next time that we the next time that we get together. I have very strong. <laughs> Feelings and opinions on this Clearly. series, and and more importantly, I'm very mad at how Marvel is handling uh, their Disney Plus content. So I'll, it'll be a fun conversation to be sure. But listener, 
Uh, while I am the loser, I will take us out, as is the duties of stepping in when you do. Thank you so much for making us your walk around your neighborhood, your drive to work, mowing your lawn, taking your dog for a walk, whatever it is that we are to you in your life right now. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode. Well, welcome to the club, because you were back on a nerd. So half the function of, of my media server, right, is for the um, digital backup of all the content that I own. Right. You don't want me to do to, to, to intro? You just want to jump right back into your conversation? This could be Stinger. It's fine. It's going to be uh, Stinger. So, so I thought it would be some... some, some we'll find... We'll, we'll, listen, we'll edit uh, it in. Uh, I'll figure it out. I'm the one who has to figure listen, it you're out. You're the one who's I'll editing. So you, you, you are the one who has to figure it out. But I thought you'd go, all right, let me, let me quick intro real quick. Well, that's fine. That's fine. That's go fine. Ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. You, you go. You go. No, that's fine. You go. Half the reason for this media server is to... Welcome, everybody, to the club, and that is That Kind of Nerd. Uh